0: Hello, everybody. Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson, the Off Day Podcast, the fantasy football arm of said Off Day Podcast. We're uh, coming back to you on Friday, the 18th of October. It is week seven, and it didn't start out so good, Pete. Didn't it start didn't out it? so good. Well. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <kind> of- <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, I, like, what was I saying to you before we started? It's like, can we just, like, have a normal week, like a week where it's not, there's always something. Tri- ump- we're always doing like, we're in triage mode. You yeah. Know? It's yep. like every, everything's about fixing things. Everything's about dealing with what, you know, this bad thing that happened. Like, can't we just have fun weeks? Well, it's tough because, I mean, you that know, Where things are compelling. We just want to talk about all these compelling things. No, it's, you know, it's about, okay, here's what we're going to do to fix Drew Brees. Here's what we're. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every week, it's like Humpty Dumpty has fallen apart and more, we to put it back more together. More good again.
0: news for those of you who lost yeah. Pat Mahomes,
1: you can get Matt Moore. <laughs> yeah. I, well, at least and and you know I'm glad because we record this early, um, and obviously people listen to it late, Friday night, early Saturday morning. And yep. I, I'm glad that at least we got some news on the home, so we can we can speak uh, in informed tones. Yeah. Um, it 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 sounds like they got the the best possible result on the MRI. Yeah, I think you
0: said it exactly right. Like it's not good news, but it's the best possible case scenario. Right. From what I can right. read.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know it. You know, as usual, I think we're going to end up dealing with the bye week as part of this whole thing. Yep. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I'm just going to pull it up. I was looking at this before. I think they have a week 11 bye, if uh, memory serves. Kansas
0: City has a week 11 bye. Yep. Yeah.
1: So they're talking about a three-week sort of minimum window, it sounded like which means you could you could get him back by November 18th but if the buys the next week you can just you can just sort of hear it now. Yeah. Well, I don't know but out of an abundance of caution, he'll come back December 1. Yeah. And that is not going to be great news for Mahomes folks cuz you know, that's just the week you're trying to play yourself into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a tough pull and then the the other part of it too is I was I was
1: talking to four and that's assuming we get the best side of the window.
0: Right. And I was just talking to Fourier in the hallway, and I'm just like, "Hey, you the Mahomes? Are you up to date?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That sounds like four to five weeks to me, man." He's like, "You know, I know they're saying three, but that just and having played, and I think with your math well, too, with the unless body, unless you've week, had you know?
1: the injury. I mean, it's it's a very odd injury, and it's a very uncommon. Very few people have had this
0: odd circumstance too on a quarterback sneak that was kind of yeah. You
1: know, I it's sort of a I don't want to get into Andy. I don't want to start ripping on Andy Reid, but man, they're playing a the guy when he's hurt, and now you're. QB sneaking like the franchise when he's had his ankle rolled two weeks in a row. And I'll let me add, let me add something. I, but that's that. that's really a second guess, and I shouldn't say that, but I have to say I, it, it was it was my thought process.
0: Well, I'll add to that. How about the fact that not only is your quarterback hurt and he's your franchise, he's your present, he's your future, and your quarterback sneaking him, but you also can't make up your mind at running back. He use he was using three of them yeah.
1: like, the, in the first quarter. So yeah, I mean, yeah. look. I it is what it is with the RBBC at this point. There's nothing we can really do about yeah. that. And, and and now with Mahomes out, I mean, who wants I mean, you'd have to give one of them the whole entire boat for me to be all that interested. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting. We're going to get to this. Let's, let, let, you know what? Let's go back to the Mahomes thing just for a second, just him himself. Um, so we're going to find out more about this injury, but if – there was no surrounding soft tissue damage that's significant that requires any type of surgical fixing and this is really just a matter of him getting comfortable with it mm. again no structural damage they put the thing back and there's not a lot you know dam I showed no additional damage it should just be a matter of cooling that joint down getting him comfortable and getting the, getting all the strength back because he's going to probably be like off his feet for a little bit mm. so you know i i don't want to i don't want to be close-minded to the idea this guy could be playing like November 18th. I, I don't. I don't want to be close-minded to it. I think it's possible.
0: Well, he's also been playing the last week or so with a bad ankle. So he's, you know, he's he he and he he was walking strong when he when he walked off. So I mean, he's got the he's got the want yeah. to. Well, know? he re-
1: he required some help to get off the field, but yeah, then it seems like once they sort of
0: snapped it back.
1: Yeah, he he. I mean, he was not like as you say, he was not like dragging that leg down the uh no. down the tunnel in fact the fact that they let him walk at all is, is positive um yeah i mean i i've never had like a fully displaced kneecap i don't know what that's like no, me um either. i mean i've 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 had all kinds of patella problems i've never had the kneecap on the side of my knee um so i this is a tough one to to totally figure out but i i don't know i have a semi positive feeling here i wonder if part of it's going to have to do with how they do while he's out you know, if they win all three games, they're gonna w- be like, "Yeah, why are we pushing them?" Right. If they if they go one and two over the next three weeks, they're gonna rush them. maybe. I mean, I don't know what the organizational philosophy is going to be. You know, I don't know. I don't know where Andy Reid's head would be. Or the inclination. It's, it's hard to say.
0: Or the inclination will be there to rush them. That that's you know what I mean. Like that, you could. You yeah. Could well, I mean,
1: will they? Will they place? his career over the rest of this season it's a tough call I mean some people say oh he's a young quarterback you got to look at his career other people are going to say wait a minute you're in a Super Bowl window right now yeah like what are you what are you saving him for you're in a window right now I and mean, you can make a compelling argument either way
0: anytime I get in situations like this I, I'm sorry when when situations like this come up I think back to the last year of Pete Carroll in New England when uh, Ted Johnson had he, he didn't have one. He had two fully torn biceps, and they had happened, like, within weeks of each other. This is, like, 1999.
1: He couldn't even do a one-arm tuck. Right.
0: And, and, and like, Friday comes, and Pete Carroll's like, no, I think Chet Johnson's coming back. It's doubtful. Coming, (laughs) Coming back. He's got two torn biceps. So, at that time, in the afternoon drive show, the big show, they had a... Oh,
1: rock'em, sock'em, robots. Well, they,
0: they, had, they had the whiner line, you know, where listeners would call in and say stuff. And a friend of mine called up. I'll never forget it. He goes, do so you guys ever see... The Saturday Night Live skit where Phil Hartman is trying to triple the <laughs> triple the existing Dead Man's Lift record. Dead references. Yeah, exactly. The pulls, All Drug Olympics. All Drug Olympics. And he pulls his arms <laughs> off. He goes, "That's what's going to happen to Ted Ted Johnson if Carol plays him on Sunday." And, but it's true. Like Carol was fighting for his life, and he got fired. He said
1: Darball, Zarbon, and some sort of fish paralyzer, which is all recommended. All which is perfectly legal in yeah. the All Drug Olympics. Not only is it recommended; it's perfectly legal. <laughs> in fact, it's encouraged. Yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was – Kevin Nealon was funny back uh, then. He was great. He <laughs> he's was actually great. still pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched Weeds. He's, his character on that show is really funny.
0: Yeah, he's good. I've seen him live a couple
1: times, too, he did stand-up uh, in Boston. Okay. He puts a good show on. You yep. got me beat there. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, I feel like let's keep an open mind to Mahomes. We're probably going to learn more um, over the next couple of days. Uh, this is definitely one of those injuries, though, where it's not like an ACL where we've practically got – Analytics on how recovery works. Yeah,
0: we've got a roadmap.
1: Yeah, this is going to be more open-ended. It's not like we've got ten other quarterbacks who had this, and we can look at their rehabs and return dates and all that stuff. It, it's not that kind of injury. Um, so, you know, it's uh, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about people saying they know what they're talking about, and the truth of the matter is, unless they got a doctor after their name, don't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And that includes that includes me too. By the way. And by the way, that
0: that also includes doctors. I saw like some guy. Who I guess is a doctor, and he's like a former football player on Twitter, and he was mouthing off before this but di- before this result even came in, I'm like, dude, how can you well, do that's this?
1: Okay. That's okay. No, that's okay. A that's, weird. There's a lot of guys who do that. I know, but just to make your as point, long, it, look, as long as they're doing it, admitting the limitations of the diagnosis, I'm fine with it, right? As long as they're saying, hey, all I've got is what I'm seeing, you know, but I'm an orthopedic surgeon or whatever, yep. and here's what I see, I'm good with that. If it's you know if it's uh, you know if it's oh no i guarantee you he's not going to miss any time if they're talking like that then yeah then yeah it wasn't a guarantee but it it lacked a little it lacked a little of uh, a little humility and and margin yeah. for error well yeah i'm look i'm not you I don't know which one you're talking about. I saw, in fact, I retweeted like four different ones last night. Yeah. Um, listen, anytime you've got someone who's a medical professional giving you an opinion when you're sitting there going, yeah. you know, breathing into a paper bag because you just lost Mahomes, I mean, all information is good information. Um, Why? Are you worried that Matt Moore can't pick up the slack for uh, we Kansas City Chief holding owners? I'm very worried that in two QB leagues where I have Mahomes, I'm not going to get Matt Moore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get outbid for his services. Yeah, yeah. I, this this definitely takes my personal chances of repeating as uh, capitalist pig's two champ. <clears throat> definitely, definitely just went down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to Russell Wilson only now. So yeah. oh well. It can be done, but uh, hey, you know what? This is the way it goes. You got if you, you know you got to be willing to roll with those punches.
0: The big thing in uh, with the Mahomes injury, other than the Mahomes injury to him himself, is the is the uh, the blast zone. You know the all those impacted in the blast zone. The Kansas City offense is you know uh, wildly and widely owned across the board. Not only running back, receiver, tight end, the whole thing. What kind of dip you know happens now with Mahomes? It's a it's a it's cliff like.
1: Well, I mean, it, it it is cliff-like because they were riding so high, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But it's cliff-like only because they were riding so high. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, Andy Reid's scheme is a good scheme, and it works with mediocre quarterbacks. We saw it. It worked with Alex Smith. Yeah. So I don't see any reason. That's a good point. That Tyreek Hill is worth less with Th- Matt Moore than he was with Alex Smith. That's a good point. Yeah, worth less than with Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I think Jimmy, where we're in trouble is with these these the DeMarcus. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the external pieces take a hit. I agree. Um, so you know the Pringles, the me the Demarcuses, Yeah, they're 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 going to be tough to play now. They're now reach flexes. Instead of flexes, you actually feel like you get a shot. Yeah, or if you had a decision to make between Harbin yeah. and, and Robinson, you're like, yeah. well, you know. And I think the running backs are trouble too, particularly Damian, who, you know, the whole thing with Damian Williams was that that Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes opened the field up so much yep. that they could do really phenomenal things with him in the passing game. Yeah. Well, we had a knee injury that took some of his explosive explosiveness away, although I think it's coming back. But now he's got to get it within a conventional offense. So he's... He's just a guy now. Yeah, you know?
0: he's less valuable for sure. Yeah,
1: and and now McCoy, as we talked about, is you know a tough runner between the tackles. He yeah. can probably retain some value, but you know teams are now going to be a little bit more willing maybe to to pay attention to him too. So it's going to yeah. get harder for everybody.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, and,
1: and the offensive line was you know not. Crushing it.
0: They were having trouble finding space to run, particularly Damian Williams. He was having trouble. McCoy was finding some room. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, look, we talked about look, Damian Williams. He's a good back, but from a, from a vision standpoint, you want to give him fairly defined reads. Yep. He's not he's not a layered vision kind of back, like say Dion Lewis. Yep, who sees the field really, Ama- really well,
0: amazingly well. Yeah. yeah. So so it's going to be you know it's something to watch, but I think I think you hit it. I was thinking coming in. The, exactly what you said. Like the, the guys like Demarcus Robinson and Harbin, yeah. that's where the fall off is going to be.
1: Unless Matt Moore becomes like a, an amazing ball distributor. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you know what? We've he's never seen He's pretty good. Him in, Matt Moore's he, all right. I uh, mean, he's definitely an underrated yeah. player. He's, you know, if Matt Moore's your backup quarterback, you could have done worse. You yeah, know. Exactly. I'd th- rather th- have him than Geno Smith or some of the other stuff. Yeah, he's competent. We see floating around the league, he he's, is. He's competent for sure. Yeah, he's a smart. Mm-hmm. He's a smart quarterback. Yeah. But we've seen his limitations too, right? Yep. You know, it's not like he's, you're not going to like, he's not going to sit there and thrive under heat.
0: No, he actually, um, he actually played pretty well against the Patriots a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. He gave him a game. He's a little bit like Ryan Fitzpatrick where, you know, it's, you know, when you, when you're getting, when you're getting good more, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but bad, bad more is yeah, not good. Here's the thing, right? I mean, this is an offense that's sort of a downhill offense when it's working. Yep. He should be able to do that. Yep. You know he can distribute. He's got some mobility. He's a smart quarterback. He's had enough time. Like he's like for whatever reason, he's a guy who's been there when the starter went down like a handful of times in his career. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know exactly how many starts he's got, but it's more than like five.
0: Oh no, he's had no. He's had a good handful. I think I think they showed his record last night. I think he's fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, 30 ex- starts, yeah. you know? That's
1: right. I would have expected something like that. Yeah. So this is a guy who's not going to be blown away by the moment. Right. Um, and, and, you know, Andy Reid, look, let's let's not forget, and, and this goes to why Mahomes was great last year too. Like, I liked Mahomes a lot coming out of college. I should have liked him even more. I know, me too. But, the, the, I mean, the reason I have him in Cap Pigs is because I went out of my way to make sure I bought him his rookie year because once he landed with Andy Reid – yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, that guy with Andy Reid? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was worried, is this guy going to be disciplined enough in the NFL? He could go to a team that doesn't help him become better. You know, but, yeah, the minute he went to Reid, it's like, oh, my word. Yeah. So let, let's not forget what Andy Reid does to quarterbacks, right? He's pretty good Ke- with them. Kevin Cobb. Remember Kevin I Cobb? got a They got a, yeah. a second-round draft pick for that stiff because yeah. he played well for with Andy Reid. Car- yeah, with the Cardinals. That's they right. They did the same yeah. thing that with, with, what, A.J. Feely, right? Yep. Yeah. They got draft picks for that piece of garbage he was awful. Too. Yep. Nothing against A.J. Feely, you know. Yeah. And but that's Andy Reid, right? Like AJ Feely is probably living in a nice house right now. Yeah. Because he played for Andy Reid for a month. That's that's good. That's that's why. Yeah, that's
0: smart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like he'd be living in a condo, but he's living in a McMansion. Right. Because he played for Andy Reid for one month. If he had, uh, if he had, the I mean, mis- I'm being a little, ex- I'm
0: no, exaggerating
1: a teensy bit.
0: If he had the misfortune to play for the Eagles when that jackass from the Jets was running Dude, him, uh, what's his name?
1: If AJ, if AJ Feely played for the Jets instead of the Eagles, he'd be working here. He he would be selling insurance somewhere right <laughs> yeah, now. would would in the podcast, with yeah, us. he'd be. He, yeah, I wouldn't have a job because he'd have my job. Exactly. <laughs> the exactly. Jim and AJ show. <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> So, I, you know, let, let's be open-minded that more. I'd be, be like this. I'd be
0: like, you know what? Feely don't, don't talk like you played in the NFL. You were there for a game. You were horrible.
1: We all know the <laughs> only reason you're on the spot is because you played for Andy <laughs> Right. Um, but Matt Moore could be the next link in that chain and he's got yeah. better weapons around him than those guys did. I mean, those guys, I mean, those old Eagle teams had Deshaun and some good players, but you know, the chiefs are loaded. Um, and and you know, Miko Hardman won't be playable, I don't think. But you know, every other or third week, he's probably going to make a big play.
0: Yeah, and the and if a bye week, he gets stuck. If you can hit it right, yeah. he's one of those guys you have to hit it right.
1: But if you hit it right, you might have something. Yeah. So I, you know, Robinson had sort of a connection with Mahomes, so I think it real it definitely hurts him. Uh, for, for Hill, the offense is sort of built around him. It's yeah. not going to. I don't think it hurt Kelsey at all. It, it can conceivably help Kelsey. Um, I think you
0: hit it right with. That. I think the um, Alex Smith reference is a good thing. He was there during that, and he was he was Kelsey. He was the second best tight end in
1: football at that time. Gronk was the best. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, look, this is not a total loss. It's not like with the Steelers where Big Ben's down, and you know, and then another guy's down, and and yep. now it's like a complete train wreck. Like yeah. you, you're sitting there going, should I start Corey Davis over Juju? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's not like that. Yeah. it's not like that.
0: Well, here's what they have coming up too. So they've got the Packers uh, sun, next Sunday night. They've got the Vikings. That's a tough one on eleven uh, three.
1: Then they've right. got the, they've the got next the, two are tough. The Green yeah. Bay and the Vikings are probably equally tough. Tough um, defenses in terms of attacking them yep. through the air. Um, then you can got, run a little on Green Bay. Yep. Yeah,
0: then you got the Titans, eleven uh, ten, tough defense, but you know, winnable game. And then they've got
1: the Chargers, very tough to throw on Tennessee. Though. Yeah. So the, the first look, first three matchups are nasty. They can win the games though. Yeah. These games are winnable. Yeah. Uh, for fantasy, we're going to be bummed out. Yeah. And the Chargers um, are they're they're a tough defense sometimes too. Yeah, I think. Let me see. Week eleven, Chargers. I think you could have Derwin James back yep. at that point if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um so yeah, then their defense yeah, that's so yeah, next next four weeks are gonna be tough. Yeah. Right. Um obviously if Mahomes is on the field for the game against the uh, Chargers, you're not gonna hesitate at all to start him. Um and then Wow, they do have a
0: tough schedule. Listen to this. Packers, Vikings, Titans, Chargers. Yeah,
1: Oakland's really the only good game.
0: Oakland's yeah, then they got the Pats, the Broncos again, yeah. the Bears, and then right. the Chargers
1: again. But again, it's Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, the, the matchup's – if this team's healthy, I mean, let's not forget. I mean, the Chiefs have been good offensively, but they've been, you know, not quite what they were last year. The but, last couple of weeks have been tough, yep. Yeah, but let's, let's not forget, Tyreek Hill's been hurt. Sammy Watkins has been hurt. Yeah. Damian Williams has been hurt. Mahomes has been hurt. Yeah. So, you know, in some ways this offense has performed reasonably well considering the only guy who's really been there the whole time who's a star is Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. saying let's be fair about that, right? Yeah, that's
0: true. I think you're you know. Right. I
1: mean, I think you know. If 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 they're down twenty percent, I think at least ten percent of that is explainable.
0: Mm. I wonder if they unlock Darwin Thompson now.
1: In, I, in a pinch. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. May, uh, maybe. I you know. As a I, weapon. I,
0: uh, you know, kind of like the, how they use Hardman, but out of the backfield.
1: I don't know. It's a thought. I, it, they might. I mean, he's not a speed player. Is the only thing. Yeah. Um, it, I sort of feel like they're more likely to go.
0: Ground and pound with McCoy. Yeah, yeah. I
1: sort of feel like they're going to go more McCoy. Maybe Jarrell to, Williams. To, to, put, to put another back on the field, you have to probably take a back off. Mm. I don't know if any of those guys deserve getting tossed to the curb um, for, for Thompson. I think they're probably going to have to go and win ugly for for four weeks. The thing is, the teams are playing, other than Green Bay, none of them are going to sit there and drop 40 on you. Right. Yeah. And really, Green Bay right now, unless they get the receivers healthy between now and then, they're not going to do it either. So, all of these games could get you know, could if be, the Chiefs if the win Chiefs ugly, can win ugly yeah. sure. I mean, I mean, Green Bay is record-wise they look good, but it's not like they've been like a hot knife through butter, right? Uh, and they've got significant injury problems. Minnesota sort of all over the place. Yep. Tennessee. <laughs> I have to say though, and, and we've said this, already, we we sort of. Come back on this already, but I'm starting to think Vrabel is going to be a good coach. Yeah. Um, yep. They need to get an offensive mind in there so they can get right on both sides of the ball. Right. But uh, Vrabel seems to be, and I, I'm just going to throw this out there, but he seems to be the one guy from the coaching tree who has sort of brought the Belichick way with him a little bit.
0: He's clever, too. I like, could
1: be wrong, but that's sort of what I'm seeing.
0: The thing I see with Vrabel, just like when I think about how they play defensively and what they what they pull out every once in a while. He definitely took the um the 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 creative and crafty side of like the, you know, scheming. You know, what I mean he's he's not afraid, he's he's a risk taker. He's unafraid um and he's and he's pretty creative within that box, but I think you're 100% right. What they're missing is uh, someone who can kind of bring it all together on offense. I, I think, but he—he's got the balls. I mean, he'll be like—he's
1: got Belichick stones. When it's like fourth and seven or fourth and nine, he'll go if he yeah, feels I like. Yeah, don't, I don't—I don't disagree with that. And uh, that's—you got about half of what I meant. I—I uh, I agree with everything you said. The—the the other thing I would add to it is that he seems—and again, I—I'm not there. I'm just—just just from, you know, I watch the game, and I—they seem very organized yep. every week. Yep. I like that, and it seems to me
0: like a football coach. You know? Yeah,
1: it, it, I just feel like he may have brought some of that grinding factor that mm. Belichick has. Mm. Um, you know, And again, I'll go back to that. I've mentioned this several times on the pod, but Rivas did an interview in New York. And the one thing that struck me about the interview was the degree to which he was blown away. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, man, they coach us up well up there. It was like, no, no, you haven't seen this degree of preparation unless you've been there. Mm. And Rivas doesn't throw around praise willy-nilly. You know, he's not a guy who sits there and goes out of his way to be nice to other people. Right. Um, I mean, I have nothing against Roy Revis, don't get me wrong. But it was it was one of those things where it was a very natural moment in sort of a throwaway interview that I happened to catch when I was driving yeah. home from the supermarket. Yeah. And it just it fit perfectly to everything we know about Belichick. And it, it just seems to me that, and again, like, who knows, but it, it just feels like the Titans are the team that has taken something from the Patriots and it's working. Um, it, it, it feels it, it it feels like it 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 feels like this guy as you say he's got guts um he's willing to take the big chance that stuff is like balcheck but I also like just the he, he seems to have taken some of the process which mangini wasn't able to do yep um and and you know what maybe Patricia's Patricia it might done yeah. too. Patricia. Know, their def, their his defense team is coming around. yeah
0: his team is looking more prepared each week and but like that's, they, a plan. they still
1: play – they do so much stuff I don't like
0: I know but just to, just to, uh, what you said was the degree with which he said it that struck you. I know what you mean by that because you know I'm here okay and I'm here at EEI all day long more often than I wish to uh, admit and I listen more often than I wish to admit. And when you get someone who actually says something and they say it with such conviction, it really stands out like so one of the McCourty brothers was on today and he said stuff. And it stood out. When Brewski's on every Wednesday, he really says a lot, and it stands out. Because oftentimes when you right. listen to Belichick or Brady, you don't hear a whole lot. So The Revis
1: thing was like, remember his path, right? Yeah. He was he was on the Jets. Then he went to the Buccaneers. And then he got hurt, and he was on the Buccaneers. Yep. And then... He came to the promised land. Left to the Buccaneers, went and he won a, a ring with the Patriots, went back to the Jets. Yep. So Daryl Revis, in four years, was on four coaching staffs. Right. Right. So he's in a unique place to sit here and say, hey, I know what different NFL coaching staffs look like. Right. Right? Yeah. I've seen bad. I've seen really bad. (laughs) I've seen good. Yep. And I've seen Belichick. Yeah. And, like, when you know, basically what he was saying is, from a standpoint of preparation, meaning everybody knows the scheme and everybody knows everybody knows the scheme, right? Like, the level of trust between you and your teammates on any given play even on a play where we didn't know we were going to run it, and now they're telling us to run it, sort of out of nowhere, everybody knows everything. Yeah, and you have full trust in what's going on around you. Um, it, it seems to me that the, the defenders in Tennessee have that same kind of thing going. Um, I agree and, with you. And like you said, if they can get if they can get that on the offensive side of the ball, um, th- they'll have something. They need a quarterback first. Yep. Um, if they're souring on Mariota, I don't. I don't really blame them. I don't think Tannehill's necessarily the answer though. I would agree with you.
0: I do think for this season, though, for a few weeks, Tannehill is a kind of he can play well, give him a boost kind of guy. But he's not a he's not a future asset for sure.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, look, I think Mariota is a guy who probably could use a change of scenery. Yes. Sometimes quarterbacks just get too they just get hit too much, yep. too often, over too long a period of time. He strikes me as that kind of player right now.
0: Yep. And the locker room, like you know, that if the coaches or the players are down on him, or the media and the you know is down on him, that can affect you too. Yeah. You know, I don't not know if the locker well. room's
1: down on him, or, down on him or not. The fact they stuck with him so long might mean that the locker room was with him. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, if quarterbacks factor, who get their tar beat out of them yep. tend to keep the locker room because um, they need the respect it, for th- hanging in there. Right. I mean, yeah. he t- Mar- Mariota played last year in a few games where. He had no business playing. He was a MASH unit, a walking MASH right. unit. He yeah. was out there playing quarterback, and he couldn't throw. Yep. He I mean, literally couldn't throw. Like, pushing the ball around the Yeah,
0: face. he had a shoulder issue. Right?
1: right. Yeah. Like, Manning in the Super Bowl, his last game he ever played, looked free and easy yeah. compared to what Mariota <laughs> <Right>. looked like <laughs> right. in a couple of these games yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Well, if you
0: had Brandon Whedon as your backup, you might send him out there, too. I think it was – What was it Whedon? It was, I think um, it
1: was Whedon. I think – now it was um, – well it may have been Whedon one week. It but was it was it was Gabbard most of the
0: Gabbard, time. Yeah, Gabbert was the main one, but they had to when I saw uh, when I saw Brandon Whedon out there, I'm like, man, I haven't thought of him and I didn't and since two thousand fifteen. And when I was thinking of
1: him in fifteen, it wasn't good thoughts. Brandon Whedon. Whedon, you know, he's another one of those guys where he went to the Browns, got the living heck beat out of right. him. Right. Never really had a chance to become a de- like if he if Brandon Whedon had been drafted by the Patriots, probably be a halfway decent player. I'll, I'll maybe give you halfway decent. He looked okay on I know, the Cowboys. I mean, no, he's not great. He's yeah. not a great player. He
0: looked okay on the Cowboys certain times.
1: but No, Whedon had, he had good times and bad times, you know. But he's another one of these – you bring these young quarterbacks in, although Whedon was like a 26-year-old rookie or something, so yeah. he wasn't that young. Yeah. But uh, he, he wasn't any older in terms of starts than your average QB. Um, he had that Richie Cunningham factor, like, he, you know, facially. De-
0: <laughs> yowza, yowza, yowza. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> did you like my Richie uh, Cunningham reference in my article? I, I put it about uh, I, I still it. haven't read the article. Oh, I, read, I, read I,
1: read, I, well, I I read I got through like the first paragraph and then kids happened. Yeah. But I know I know the general gist of it was Actually, you know what? I I read I read a fair amount of it. I think the actually. Jets gonna- I don't remember the Richie Cunningham part, but I know I know your idea is that the Jets are going to be a tougher out than yeah. people think. Yes. I don't know if you're right. <laughs> I think there might be an easy out. Well, here's the thing. But, here's where I was going is that, like, narratives aside. Right. Yeah, uh, I think
0: you're right about the general idea, which is they're yeah. better than you think. Yes. And uh, and I, I, I threw the mononucleosis thing in there with Darnold. I said, only, <laughs> only, only, <laughs> only, it was only capped, uh, Jets fans' anxiety was only capped by that of Richie Cunningham after he realized he may have contracted mononucleosis. Well, Darnold sort of has. Yeah. He sort
1: of has Richie's complexion. Yeah, absolutely. He's sort of like, like, it's a, more like Ralph Mouth. Yeah, like if, Ra- dead reference if, if, if Ralph Mouth and the Heat Miser from uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <this is> a <laughs> great. Santa Claus is coming to town. This is a great hashtag. Right, right. Society. If if the Heat Miser and Ralph Mouth had a kid, it would be Sam Darnold. Absolutely, but athletic.
0: Yes, and a good right. quarterback. Right. Ralph wasn't particularly. Uh, Heat Miser could probably sling it. Not not Mouth though. <laughs> Mouth was a terrible athlete. <laughs> Heat Miser. Can I go off on a little bit of a separate rant here? We'll get back to fantasy football. I get this Ralph Mouse. You've got the you've got the pause button. So yeah, I, I can't stop you. I've got this Ralph Mouse story. I got to tell it. So, uh, one of my oldest and best friends, Johnny Berry, His old his his father passed a few years ago. Um, the great the great Ernest Reginald Berry, uh the second. And he and his wife, Mr. and Mrs. Barry, were on a cruise, and and Ralph Malphus on the cruise. Ooh, Donnie Most? Donnie Most was on the cruise, and they they, Donnie they, Most. they became much like me with Sergeant Slaughter on that cruise that we became friends afterwards. But they were like lifelong friends with Donnie Most. And like one time, I was over there eating dinner, and like Donnie Most called. I'm like, "Dude, Ralph Malphus." My friend George, like Ralph Malphus on the phone, like calling my father right now. It's just it was a trip, you know. Good
1: guy. They if said. you had to, if you had to tailgate all year. Yep. All all eight home games. Yep. And you had to tailgate every single week with either Anson Williams or Donnie Most. Oh, Donnie
0: Most all day.
1: Donnie Most, Donnie Most down. all
0: day. All day. All day. Absolutely. <laughs> Unquestionably. But remember, you're getting. I'm giving you the actor, though,
1: not the character.
0: No, I want the uh, – Donnie Most definitely looks cooler than Anson Williams. Anson <laughs> Will, he tried to, like, launch a singing career at the end How about, of that. What if, it,
1: what if it was Lenny or Squiggy? Lenny. I can't remember who played Squiggy. Yeah. I know Michael McKean's no, lady. Michael McKean
0: is a, has been a huge partner. Michael part, McKean's see, he's
1: great. He's great. It is great. He's with all the um, – Spinal Tap started like all yeah, the thing for him.
0: Yeah, he's with all those guys from like with Eugene Levy and um, – Yeah, uh, Waiting for Guffman, yeah. Best in Show, Best all that in Show, stuff. yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah definitely him. <laughs> he probably wins over Donnie Moss, I hate to say it, but, you know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think would win in a fight, Michael McKeon or Tony Moster
1: in a battle royal with Anson Williams? That's where we should go. I would like to see. Um, <laughs> I would like to see Scott Baio versus Eddie Mecca.
0: Who's Eddie Mecca?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, you did. He played Carmine Ragusa. Oh, all
0: the right. The big Ragusa. Yeah, the big Ragusa. Who in real
1: life was a professional boxer, which is why I want to see him.
0: Oh, the big Ragoos beat the take.
1: shit out of Scott yeah, Baio.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That would be awesome. the big Ragusa was. Uh, the part- big Riggo, He was a good character. He was a good character, especially in the early times when he was, like, from the other part of the city. He was Fonzie's friend, and he was, like, the big tough guy that came Well, I was over. about to say, I,
1: the great ones were the crossover ones yeah, where Carmine Bernard would Shirley. actually be on Happy Days. Right. It was great. There's that one episode where I think he and Fonzie, like, uh, get they, into, like, a rumble with right. Henry and the Turks. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he brings in his big friend, Carmine. Arugusa. You don't mess with me on Happy Days, by the way. Yeah, no, you're, you're talented <laughs>
1: with it. <laughs> that show, that was like uh, – Every week I watch that show by myself. It was like a great was a show. Yeah. It was a great show. Actually, my parents watched it too.
0: So, there's a link on my article uh, on wei.com where you can see that link with Richie making out with uh, Fonzie's girlfriend and contracting mononucleosis. As you know,
1: my, my old team name in Tuna before I switched it back to Meme Machine Malachi Crunch. The Malachi Crunch. Yep. Let the Pigeons Loose. Yep. The Count. <laughs> Those guys were awesome. They were great. They were great. I want to watch that episode right now.
0: And the other guy, the other Malachi brother, he became like a good bit. Here's a, here's a good one, Hack, actually. But, Sorry, go ahead. On, he that. became a good bit actor in like Law & Order. Yeah, and, he did. Yeah. You're totally right. He was always like. A, the younger the younger Malachi. Yeah, he was always like. Rocco. A, yeah, Rocco. He was always like a, a, a defense attorney for someone right. who was just about to go to prison. Older, know, The Count order. Malachi's first
1: name. Five bucks if you get it right. Oh, yeah. I know this. It's it, Myron. Very good. Yeah, How beer? Yeah, pretty you good. You got it. Hack gets good. it. Yep. Nice pulse. Myron. So, so I was going to say, the next one would be, <laughs> you you have to spend a week on a desert island with a Tuscadero. Which one would it be?
0: Oh, Pinky. Oh, pinky leather. Sc- um, um, no,
1: leather, 100%. Uh,
0: pinky. <laughs> you know what it was for me with Pinky? She was, like, one of my <laughs> – she was one of the first. So, like, I've got I got one of Pinky the Pinky was one of your first? Well, yeah, I liked Pinky. And she, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and she was uh, – Hey, she was horny. that's a woman. I like She was that. horny, too. <laughs> Pinky was really horny. If you go back and watch Pinky Tuscadero, like, she was a horny woman. Wow. Big can time. We, can, we, can we edit
1: the last minute of the show, <laughs> please? Some good
0: hashtag references here from the Dead Reference Society.
1: You, you jumped over the line with both feet there, man. It's a podcast; um, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually leather Tuscadero was actually. I didn't terrible. like I didn't like the snaps and the points with her. She annoyed me. No, no, no. She Picky was, was terrible, cool, but I like the leather. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, quite frankly, the suede's are probably better. Oh, the suede's are great. <laughs> yep, but not Joni, obviously. Yeah, Joni was terrible. Joni was a cut rate suede. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is so much more fun than the uh, fantasy football (laughs) podcast. We covered Mahomes.
1: We handled. We did Mahomes.
0: The big news is out there. Yeah. Is there?
1: um, How much time we got left here?
0: We got about twenty minutes, and I would say this: I want to. uh, You you did bring up something. Alvin
1: Alvin Kamara again, not a practice. I know he's not gonna play. No. I think it's I think it's a stretch that he plays. And they
0: resigned Zach Zenner to back
1: up. Yeah, the- it would be really see now, this is one of those times it would and look, I'm a Kamara guy, I am really gonna miss him <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. Um I can almost guarantee my it's, team's gonna it's lose. Great in that to league. watch, yep. Yeah, and that's after losing last week in that same league. But um yeah, probably a good place for them to sit him. You know? Yeah, this is ride- a defense you're not gonna do much against anyway. Yeah, they're riding a streak, they're in yeah, good get, shape. Get you know? him right, you yep. can afford a loss. Maybe you can pull it out anyway, but Yeah, get him right. If it's really uh, like a – like the the words high ankle were used today. Mm. So if that's actually a thing. That's always true. You you don't want – yeah, you don't want a guy playing on a 50-50 high ankle. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Not when he is the offense. So just in case we do get edited – Oh, by the way (laughs) – how bad did Joe Flacco look last night? I was sorry. Just, I just wanted to say. I just no, wanted to say, just uh, it was on my mind, and I just wanted to like you just took my la- my next oh, okay. point. I was going to sorry. Go ahead. Go go. Spe- you go. It's say, your
0: point. Speaking of quarterbacks from last night, how bad was <laughs> Joe Flacco
1: last night? Oh, I was oh. just going to say that. Well, we've done this a long time. Man. Yeah, we got it, the, it, we got it, the it, mental it, cable. It, it was no, but you know, it, was, it sort of felt like. Did you see? I, I actually posted something on it. It was, you know, sort of subtle, but it felt like he was stealing money last night. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I. Think that's what it felt like watching it.
0: Troy, the smartest thing, the most poignant. Yeah, Aikman. Aikman, Aikman said it. He was so yeah, smart. Yeah, he, he went there, and I'm glad he went there. Did you hear what he said though? The word he used was so smart. He was right on the money. He goes, you know, when I watch Joe Flacco, sometimes he just looks so casual out there. That's such the perfect word. He nailed. Right. Well, any well, any casual.
1: And, and, yeah, and he was using it in a moment where that was the last thing you needed to be in the right. Moment. He needed to be like so it was. He you know, needs to said, be aware and aggressive. And yeah, like, I think the quote was something to the extent of Flacco gets too casual sometimes. Yeah, and that was not a time for it, or right. something like that. He was that. right on the money. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he was. I, it's funny you mentioned. Yeah, I thought that was a good moment for Aikman. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He nailed. You know, quarterbacks tend to not get too specific when they criticize other quarterbacks, yeah. especially alluding to something that could be a pattern. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you got to say it. Absolutely. And, and what I tweeted, I don't know if it was before or after Aikman said it, but I said, looks like Flacco has taken the Jay Cutler retire but still play thing oh, I to did. another level. I, I did see that. I did see that. It was a good line. But that's like the only thing I could think of. It just yeah. reminds me of Cutler when yeah. he was playing for the Dolphins, and you could tell that he came out of retirement and he sort of regretted it. <laughs> Right. I don't want to get That's hit what Flacco feels like except he never actually retired. I'll give you another. I'll give you another hashtag dead reference. He, he reminded me of
0: Chris Elliott on Saturday Night Live. Said, <laughs> please please, don't, please don't hit me, me in the, the, the testicles anymore.
1: <laughs> Say something threatening. Please, please don't, don't hit, hit me, me in the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is honestly one of the best skits I've ever phenomenal, seen. In my life. Phenomenal. Who's kicking him in the in the balls? It's Janine Garofalo? Uh, Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Oh my god. That Look at a lot so of our a lot of our
0: listeners funny. are gonna have no love loss for Janine Garofalo. But if you're looking for one moment <laughs> she's where funny, she's man. funny, she's great in this. I think she's funny in a lot yeah,
1: of things. Yeah. Um She you know, she she was underrated in the final season of the West Wing. Didn't catch that. For what it's worth, yeah, didn't catch that. She, I do. She, she brought some life to the show as it was dying. I do want to say one thing about Flacco, though.
0: Like, take it from a, a Patriots fan. Okay, and during there was a period of time where the Ravens were really tough out for the Patriots, and nothing, nothing. Was more frustrating than watching Joe Flacco like go through the motions and still get these long, deep well, completions I mean, against was, the Patriots. He like, was y- a better player then. I mean, no, but he always had that casual feel to him. I think Aikman
1: really nailed it, and well, it was something he's observed for know. a long I, time. I, I it, For me, it's something that it's I've felt noticed that way. For me, it's something I've noticed more after the back injury, which was what three or four years ago now. Uh, he, I, he strikes me as a guy who knows he's not good enough anymore, but isn't going to turn down the money. Well, if you think he's the problem, and, I mean that's not. And look, yeah. I'm not. I, I mean, Jim. If someone called me and said, "Pete, we'll give you forty million dollars to play football next year," I might do it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I know I'm not good enough to do it. So you know, I'm not. I'm not laying a judgment on the guy, but it's what I see. Like if I was Denver, I'd be thinking about Drew Locke. Well, this is even though he's probably not ready. You brought me to my next point, which is like he's ha- he's part of the problem.
0: Flacco's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is, how about his coach, Vic Fangio, who's
1: like. I sort of like Fangio. I think the guy running the show is a problem.
0: Quote unquote, he's not considering a
1: quarterback change. Now, that could be baloney. But Well, you know. Locke, Locke looked lost in preseason, and he's, mm. and he's been hurt, right? He just got back at practice, I think, a week ago. Yeah. So I. <laughs> he might be stuck. Yeah. And remember, I mean, if Elway's sitting there going, dude, I just paid X for this quarterback. You're not yanking him, you know, Fangio may be just. May just be saying what he's got to say. I don't know. Um, yeah, they they're in a tough spot. Look, look, ever since what was it? I mean, just look at what Elway's done with, with the last you know, basically every quarterback he's gone with since Manning. It hasn't been good. It's just been one bad decision after another. so
0: he might be a little too close to it, you know what I mean? Like one of those player executives like an Isaiah
1: Thomas, where just it's not going to work. I, it's possible that Elway. I may have said this on the pod, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But he's starting to strike me as one of these guys, where in baseball they used to call it the Rogers Hornby syndrome, mm. where he was too good a player to coach people. Yeah, he literally couldn't coach people because he couldn't grasp what it's like to not have his ability. Right. Yeah. Some of those guys who are just who have it oozing out of their pores. Yeah. Like, and that was – I mean, for for anybody listening to the show who never saw John Elway play quarterback – Oh, he was amazing. And I realized that it, it's actually possible now, Jim. Yep. It's possible. Like, it's a tragedy. Elway is arguably the most talented quarterback in history.
0: I would say this it's about – It's arguable. Yeah. You can
1: make a strong argument No question. It. That much talent.
0: This is what I'll say about Elway. I say this all the time when I'm asked. More dangerous when it was third and 47 than when it was third and two. Like, he is – he was the 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 more the Patriots would sack him on first and second down, the further backwards he went, the more the heart
1: palpitations would start. I'm like, yeah. I know he's going to throw on 40 he's, yards. I know it. We talk about it all the time. I mean, like we, you know, like I don't have a problem with you saying Brady's the best ever. It's you, you can make the argument, um, but a lot of quarterbacks just didn't get to play for Belichick, and and Elway's it's a fair. really good Elway, Elway's a really good example. I mean, <laughs> Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves was a good coach. Very conservative. But you're not winning a Super Bowl because Dan Reeves is your no, coach. No, he right? was there. He was there. They
0: were winning it, because of Elway. Right. And and by and, the way, and, it took him forever to win. They were losing well, because right. of Reeves and not winning. And Elway's another
1: Elway. perfect example of that of a paradigm you and I have talked about on the show a bunch of times where he took teams that were eight and eight teams. And made them eleven to and the five. second and third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So then when his team gets knocked out. You'll invariably hear, well, I couldn't get it done in the championship right. game again." It's yep. like, dude, he took an eight and eighteen to the championship game. Like, like that's your story. Yep. Right. Like, like when Rex Ryan's team started to fall apart with the Jets because the roster, like, literally, like disintegrated. Like that guy's face at the end of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Right. 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 Now Rex Ryan was never a great coach, okay, but he did get two nine and seven level teams to the championship. Yeah, game. he did. So you have to give him credit for that. You did. And then when everybody starts ripping him, when it starts falling apart, it's like, get, you know, rip the Jets. Yeah. yeah. But this is not the coach. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's not like Rex was coaching great in 2014 and awful in 2015, whatever yeah. the heck the years were. It, 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 that's not what it was. It was a strict reflection of the roster. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, Elway's <laughs> career was like that. I mean, Elway, like... You put Mark – remember Duper and Clayton? Yeah, phenomenal. Remember how great people said Duper and Clayton yeah. were? And they were good. But they had Marino. Right. You put Duper and Clayton on the Jets, nobody even knows who those guys are. Yeah. Yeah, Marino made them. Right. Yep. And 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 remember the three amigos? You know, you you put the, the three amigos in the Jets, and it's Johnson, Davis, and Johnson. No right. one, They don't have a nickname. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Great quarterbacks make receivers. Yeah. I and think- we saw it with Favre. We saw it with Rodgers. Yep. You know, and we've seen it with absolutely seen it with Brady. Yeah, no question. Yep, no question. All right.
0: So, what, just speaking of quarterbacks, I wanted to pivot for a minute because sorry, I was ranting. That's okay. But I had a uh, I had a good conversation uh, with Thorman yesterday. Just we were t- we were talking about some trade possibilities. We got into a conversation. I said, you know, so Pat Thorman with uh with establish the run, formerly of Pro Football Focus, really bright football guy. You know better than me, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm always impressed. Friend with Friend of the program.
1: Yeah, and I'm always impressed with him. And I just said, I'm like, dude. You know the thing about Thorman though is great. I mean, he, everything you said is correct. He's also like hysterical. Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> Thorman's yeah, just, yeah he's fun. quick, quick witted. So funny, fun to draft with. Yeah. But But uh, he,
0: um, I just shot him a note. I'm like, hey, man, what what do you think about Aaron Rodgers right right now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I I just I'm not like like I, when you watch like NFL Network and ESPN. You know they just they just go crazy about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, are they talking about the 2013 or, or 15 Aaron Rodgers? Because to me, it's not the guy I'm seeing. Um, now there's a lot of things going on there, and I, I, I'm going to try to find the email that he sent because I thought it was right on the money. He kind of agreed with me, but I like what he said. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you you said it. When we were talking about injuries. You know the Packers right. are going to Devontae Adams is already out with turf toe. Right. Geronimo Allison is uh, questionable. MVS yep. is questionable. Right. they got a couple of young no guys. practice for
1: either one all week.
0: Right. So, you know, they're they're pretty banged up too. I'm, I'm just going to try to search for what uh, Thorman and I were talking about, about Rodgers. Give me a second just to look.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, wait, Rodgers is caught up in, in the new offense just is not, you know, it's not a high-end fantasy producing offense.
0: It isn't. And,
1: and, uh, and, and he doesn't have um, – he really doesn't have the talent around him. You know, either. He's got a sort of a dead-legged tight end. He's got a bunch of injured receivers. The one guy who's supposed to be lighting it up hasn't played in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and there's some definite refusal. And you got and a
1: new system that's slowly sort of being unveiled. And the coach is a little conservative. Here we go. So um, I wrote, <clears throat> we were talking about the
0: Packers. I said, by the way, do you think Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers? Curious of your opinion, which I value. I don't. His decision-making is reminding me more of Jay Cutler than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and the, as the talking heads on ESPN and NFL Network pander, to, continue to pander to him, Thorman. think he still can, but it's his own fault he's not. If he'd buy into the offense and stop resisting doing play action, which he kills it on, the whole team would benefit. He's not surrounded by great talent right now, but it's enough to be okay if he removed the stick from his ass. I forgot
1: about that part, but yeah. I think there's something to. I don't now. know. I'm. 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 Yeah, I, I. I. I sort of agree with that. Yeah. Um. I. I I definitely agree that he's resisting the offense a little bit. Mm. You can see it on the field. And I I like – I love – Thorne is just so willing to say anything, and I love that. Um, The the one thing I think Pat's really dead on about is sometimes Rogers is his own worst enemy. Mm. I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking about it on this show last year. He looked really good when he was playing Hurt. Yeah. And the reason he looked really good – is because he wasn't able to buy more time with his feet. Right. So because he, wasn't, he knew he couldn't buy time, he had to take his best early throwing option right. and, and hit it. And he wasn't like waiting to the And he's hitting throws all over the field because right. he's getting the ball out early. Right. So it's one of those things where Rodgers is a guy where his abilities sometimes become his worst enemy. Yeah. And he'll buy more time and buy more time. And chuck it down the field. Throw the ball away or yeah. whatever. Um, no one throws the ball away more and, than him. And don't no get one. me wrong – when Rogers was 100 percent and healthy, and he had players around him, it it was a feature, not a bug. But now, where the offense is designed to do it that way, and he's resisting it, mm. it's a bug, not a feature. Yep. And I, I I don't I wasn't involved on the inside part of the decision making. So I don't know how justified Rodgers is in being pissed off. Yeah. But you and I talked about it in the offseason. And here's and so I'm going to go back to that for a second. I think Pat's sort of right. But my problem is that Green Bay clearly didn't consult Rodgers when they decided to redo the offense. Sure feels that way. Like they consulted him in terms of getting rid of the old guy. Yep. But they brought in a guy, and Rodgers doesn't like the offense. Well, dudes. It's the season now. It's week seven. Right. I mean, it Rogers isn't going anywhere. Like you don't want to get rid of him. He, he, His con I mean, he's part of the landscape here. You know, he's, he's not, he's not an end table. He's the house. Right. 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 <laughs> so like you're bringing in a new coach. I'm not saying Rogers makes the hire, but he needs to be one of the people in the discussion In agreement. Yeah. At least uh, otherwise dial, you're, yeah, I mean, dial him in. It, 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 I, if I were the owner of, the, of Green Bay and the GM of, or the GM or whatever, if I was the person sort of at the top of that process, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is call Aaron. Yeah. It's the first thing I do. Yeah. And I say, Aaron, I want to talk to you. Get in here. I mean, I would have a sit down. I say, hey, where do we want to go here? Let's let's let, we got a whiteboard right now. Let's put some names on it. Yeah. What do you like about these guys? What don't you like about these guys? What offenses do you like? What didn't you like about Mike? What do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? I mean, I'm sorry, that's what I'm doing. That makes perfect sense, and that's exactly what they should have done. Yeah. And even it if it doesn't they... sound like they did that right. at all. But even So here's if... the thing. Let me just here's the thing. Finish the point, yeah. Two, 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 two things. First of all, I don't think it's good what they did. But on top of that, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you not a little ticked off? Well, you start to feel undervalued and underappreciated. Right, right. It's like, well, yeah. what do I need to do here to have some say? Right. But what did Bill Parr say when he the first day
0: he got hired by Kraft, right? It, well, it wasn't the first day, but he said, if if you're going to cook the meal, you should be right.
1: allowed to uh, shop for the groceries. Right, and he's right. In regards to Terry he's Glenn. right. And Rogers, it, maybe he's just the sous chef, maybe he's the head chef, maybe he's the co-chef, but yeah. he's definitely a part chef. of yeah. it. Right. So, uh, you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Roger signed off on this guy and is having remorse. Mm -hmm. But my sense is that that's
0: not the case. Well, there's a couple things I would say on that. You're 100% right in terms of what they should have done if they didn't shame on them. But also, stupidly, even if you don't want to do it, it's one of those boxes they should just check off just for the F of it. You know what I mean? Like, they should have just done it. Um, right, right, even if it's lip service. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Right, even you're if right. If Sell Aaron. Play. Let him pretend like you're listening right. to him. Yeah. You're right. At a minimum, they should have done that. Yeah, and you're right. And it's very obvious that they didn't. Ego stroke. Yep. and then the other thing – Right. Just it, look at the State Farm guy. It works. It does. I'm just kidding. I'm right. just kidding. Right. <laughs> but, the, but the other thing is um, – the other thing with that uh, also is is it's very clear they didn't do it um, as you watch Rodgers. And then, okay, if you're going to alienate him – then let's look at what you do on the field. And I would, ex- I would use ex- Exhibit A uh, of not using Aaron Jones the way Aaron Jones should be used and yeah. refusing to not say goodbye to
1: Jamal Williams to a certain degree as Exhibit A of this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Well, that's well. see, there's the other. That's, yeah. If you're Rodgers, what's the best thing to do? Do everything the coach says or dig in because yeah. you think you're right. Now, I don't know what the answer is, Jim. I don't know who's right. Maybe Rogers is right. Maybe the coach is right. The, the truth of the matter is, what these guys need to do is find the love. Yep. Like they need to get in a room, hammer it out, and figure some things out. What are we going to do? Because, I mean, I, the evidence. Suggests- Thorben watches the games. I watch yeah. the games yeah. too, and I'm—he's dead on. Aaron Rodgers' body language between plays—it's oh, not good. It's not good. It's not good. And he's—he's—he's he's, he's he
0: leads the league in throwing the ball away anyway. But I have ne- yeah, he's really good at it I have never seen anyone throw the ball away more than he has in the first six games that i've yeah. I've seen well, with him
1: when everybody's covered
0: <laughs>
1: throw the ball away yeah I
0: mean. but I mean he it's like a he's almost doing it out of spite I mean that's what like it almost I can almost see it on the TV screen um so he doesn't hide his disdain well No.
1: um he reminds not, me of reminds well, me look of Derek but wait Lowe. a minute but wait a minute let's let's be fair you're Aaron rodgers Yep time is finite you only have one ring you want another one yep you're looking around you right now going well here's one more year of my career is not gonna we're not gonna win yeah you know now a smart man would say but pete <laughs> they're in first place <laughs> and it's true so which is why i said these guys need to get in a room mm. and they need to figure it out because it's working but it's not working yeah you know what i mean I don't know enough about We're Matt LaFleur. They're at the LaFleur. top of a tough division. I don't know enough about Matt LaFleur. I
0: do think I might have enough evidence to make a bit of a declaration on Rogers.
1: I don't know if he's that kind of guy. And I don't know about LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers is... and how cooperative he is. We don't know Aaron Rodgers. I don't know him. I've never met him. Yeah. But there is some weird stuff with him. Yep. I don't know how much of it you know.
0: No, I know some of his family background's a little dicey. and Right. Yep. I mean, it's he was really tight his with his parents. brother. They used to train, yeah. and I
1: guess now they're not talking. He yeah. didn't talk to his family for a couple of years. Yeah. And when he was dating, what, Olivia Munn or something like that? Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that stuff's been reconciled. I don't – you know, Aaron definitely is one of these – he strikes me as the kind of guy like, my process is working, and I'm completely investing in the process. Mm. Anybody who gets in my way, I'm zoning them out. Yeah. You know, I'll fix all these – I'll mend fences when I retire. Yeah. He strikes me as one of those guys. Tennis players are like that. hmm it's sort of a common thing. Yeah, about he's
0: a little writers.
1: bit uh, like like artists. Uh, right. you know, so on some level, right. Actually, that's interesting. I was watching the other day. You ever see Mo Better Blues? I have. There's a scene in Mo Better Blues where the girlfriend's trying to talk to Bleak while he's writing a new song on the right. piano. Right. And her voice slowly disappears. Yeah. all you can see is her mouth moving. Yep. And he's sitting there, literally writing a song, totally detached. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, if you can, if if you're going to if you're going to get in my if you're going to keep me from focusing as much as I want to focus, you're not going to exist. You're dead to me, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, hey, on some level, I can understand it. No question. You know, there's a scene in the West Wing. I think it was season 1. Leo McGarry's wife is like, "I'm your wife. I'm the most important thing." And he's like, "No, right now this is the most important yeah. thing." Yeah. Yeah. He's the chief of staff of the President of the United right. States. He's a great character. Great character, great scene, interesting yeah. I mean, who's right? Yeah. I think you know you can make a pretty good argument. His wife's right, <laughs> and you can make a good argument that he's right. Right. Um, so sometimes priorities can become a problem. It's not anyone's fault. This is just really important. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing to to think about here. I, I, I think the quarterback and the coach need to get on the same page. I agree. I agree. I, I, and look, we're being we're sitting here doing nickel psychology back and forth. Maybe we're overblowing this. I don't think so. Yeah. I I well, you know we're reading body language. That's yeah. always dangerous. Well, I was, he, I was, For all we know, Roger's body language wasn't even directed at the coach. The reference, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, the reference I put out there was Derek Lowe. When Derek Lowe was really not good. Derek man, Lowe. You, no, no, I'm telling you. Everyone, no, I know exactly. WEI listeners will know this. <laughs> when, when Derek Lowe wasn't going well, man, you knew it. It was mean, like the, he, the sort of like show, Kenny
1: Rogers. Oh, the Remember sho- Kenny Rogers? I do. On the Texas Rangers. He was another. Well, uh, but, the Mets as uh, well.
0: But, but, yeah. but, uh, but when Lowe was. Worst pitch in baseball history. Let me tell you something. When Derek Lowe was down, he would spin on the mound. His shoulders would sink. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he was like – Oh, I remember Derek You Lowe. could see it. Derek Lowe had great stuff. He, amazing. Yep, great amazing. Stuff. His game seven against the Yankees in 04 on two days rest is the best game I've ever seen pitched. He had nothing, and his but, but his ball was breaking almost out of, like,
1: spite to his own
0: body. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it.
1: Yeah, there it, I met there were so many great pitching performances back then. It's yep. one thing that just breaks my heart is oh, so game. many of them were on the Yankees. The game before. Like some of those showing. El Duque games.
0: Yeah, he was great too. Yep.
1: David Wells. Yep.
0: Jimmy Key. Yeah. Man, I hate those. Yeah, guys. me too. <laughs> All right. Let's rein it in. We only got a couple minutes left. I want to. Sure. On the Packers, I just want to do two guys, and then I want to get to a guy that you've had your eye on for a few weeks who looks like he's going to play. um, And it looks like he might get, you know, a good amount of play given the injury situation over there. So with the Packers. Oh, Lazard. Well, not another guy but yeah oh, okay. alan Lazard was a guy I wanted to talk about
1: Liz- I think it's Lazard Is it
0: Lazard He was a bit of a waiver Lazard would be an unfortunate yeah <laughs> but uh a waiver Lazard get over here A waiver a wire gem this week and uh I'm wondering if Kumaro might be of some value you know with uh, MVS and Yeah I you know Kumaro Allison has
1: had so many down. chances the last couple weeks Yeah done a whole lot with it Yeah I, I I quite frankly expected more of him than we've gotten um and you know sometimes you say that and then the guy goes off yeah. so to your point um yeah maybe and that, you know this week if if you know if the if the injuries are so deep that he's maybe the number 2 yeah. or even theoretically 1 and Lazard is 2 yeah um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And they're going against the Raiders, so I mean, there should be
0: opportunity there. Yeah, they don't there, have know?
1: any alpha corners out there, yeah. so that 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 certainly helps.
0: And the last guy I wanted to get to
1: is actually uh, was it was Jacksonville, which uh, which is Josh Oliver, the tight oh, end. Oh, Josh you know? Oliver. Yeah. yeah. I'm too busy preying on him to try to think of taking any credit. I'm actually starting him in a bunch of leagues this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: well, look I at mean, him. This Je- week, excuse Jeff me. Jeff Swain is uh, out with a concussion, and um, they've got other injuries there in Jacksonville, too. And so, you know, he might get a, a fair look this week. Yeah, I mean, we
1: haven't seen – you know, he didn't play the preseason, right? This no. guy got hurt, like, August 9th yeah, or something like that. a lot like of that. people don't know who we're talking about. Right. It was a pretty serious hamstring injury, obviously, because it was early August, and we're getting him back mid-October. Um so, so a couple of problems with that. We haven't seen this guy in the offense. Yep. So, like, who knows what we're going to get. Uh, it's literally like a mystery box. Uh, but the thing I love about this guy is he's just uh, a catch-first tight end who is uh, pretty dangerous after the catch, and he runs a really nice short area route tree. I yep. mean, uh, I was very impressed with his college film. Um, I One of the most eye-catching guys that I watched since um, I watched Jordan Reed's film from Florida. Mm. Now that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. So hopefully yeah.
0: hopefully uh, people, that's somebody who can help you at the tight end position because the tight end position needs a lot of help. Like if you drafted
1: O.J. Howard, for instance. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's it's like cruel and unusual yeah. what's happening to us poor O.J. Howard people. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just un... Brutal. It's almost like, I mean, you want to grab Arians and shake him a little bit.
0: And then the news got worse this week when I saw, like, nope, we're not trading them. I'm like, just do him a favor and do me You're a favor Now that's him. just a Patriot fan thing. <laughs> You just wanted him.
1: I do, but I also want him <laughs> off of
0: Tampa Bay. I want him somewhere he can catch the ball.
1: I I agree. You know? <laughs> I really really agree. All right. Um so yeah, um you want to go through a couple uh, DFS things? We can do it real quick. We're coming up on uh we're coming up on an okay. hour, so we've been rolling well, for a while. Okay. Well, while we're here, yeah. Um I you know, one thing I'm really I just can't quite get off of this giant Arizona game. I just love it. Really? Yeah. I'm Do just, tell. I'm, well, I just did, you know, the, the matchups for both teams are excellent. You're and, liking uh, Daniel Jones and some of his returning weapons? I, I'm loving Daniel Jones mm. this week because the amount of reps in this game are just, they're going to be off the charts. Yep. Um, You were talking about uh, Thorman. Yes. And establish the run. Yes. Which is a good sight. So let me, I'm going to give Silva a little love. You got. Th- Offenses facing the Cardinals are averaging a league. The league's seventh most plays per game. Wow! So teams playing the Cardinals are averaging sixty-five point eight plays per game, uh. seventh most in the league. Mm. So that bodes well for yeah. the uh, for the Giants. Sure does. Um, it's a good chance at a fast-paced game. Now, factor in that both of these teams give up the pass. You throw to beat the Giants, and you throw to beat the Cardinals. Yep. So we're going to have a lot of clock stopping, a lot of plays, uh, a lot of chances for scoring, um, and really, you know. Cardinals Cardinals on the back end Have been a sieve They're going to get Patrick Peterson back this week But that's not going to help in the three other spots Yeah you get and, So you, you know get, Maybe Golden Tate Gets locked down But mm. Ingram And Darius Slayton Yeah at 4100 Those guys are way in play You might get Sterling Shepard back too uh, Shepard's out Oh he is out Con- okay. Concussion Okay Double, double week okay. But it's his second one Of the year Yeah So it's sort of Understandable been A little cautious Yeah Yeah that's why I think the Slayton play Is sort of like Blinking like, yeah, a little bit like him yeah, um, and, Ingram, and Ingram's back, too. Right, Ingram's back. And then on the other side of the field, you've got nice correlation plays that you can include. So if you want to do a Daniel Jones stack, you can put David Johnson back on the other side if you want to. Mm. You can put Larry Fitz on the back side. Um, Kirk He's may questionable. come back this week. Yeah,
0: it'd be nice so if he comes back.
1: All three of those guys are really nice correlational plays. Now, we've talked about the Cardinals. The key thing for people to understand with the Cardinals, and I, I'm sure 80% of our audience knows this stone cold, but for the people who don't, The slots are the guys in this offense, right? and it's a double-slot offense. They're the only team in the NFL that's going to consistently run two slot receivers with two outside receivers as well, Mm. four receivers on most plays. The outside guys have basically been running as decoys. They're practically... Not targeted at all. Yeah, they're getting two, three, four targets a game. The inside guys are getting two and three times that.
0: God, it'd be nice if Kirk could come back because that's a nice. Fits though. So Kirk and Fitz, particularly
1: in PPR, uh, just really safe plays because of the nature of this offense. Fitz is getting like ninety percent inside snaps. Kirk, I think, is in like in the mid seventies. So these guys are really eating inside. They're the guys who are going to get the juice on this team. And when you're looking at this team, the one thing you want to check out you know say it's a month from now you want to reconfirm but you want to see who's getting the slot love because that's who's going to get the ball yeah i think you're right on the money there right on the money so that's we only in a couple minutes that was that's all that's all i got that was good there'll be a lot i'm going to do a dfs pod probably tomorrow i'll get into the whole slate and uh if i don't do that i'm going to do another mini pod after we do the show cool on sunday and then hopefully at some point hack i won't i won't have to do mini pods anymore It'd be great if we have our little uh, overtime yeah, we're, show. Yeah, we're hoping at some point to get an overtime show. So hopefully that happens someday. Well,
0: here's what I'm thinking. So because we'll,
1: I'm telling you right now, we're gonna cr- if we get that extra hour, we're gonna crush it. I
0: do. I think I think we're heading that way, and I'll tell you why. So uh, long-standing uh, Saturday morning show, Mustard and Johnson are moving to ESPN 850. Okay, and that's our old AM dial, and it's it's ESPN simulcasted programming. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. It hasn't been a lot of live programming local on that in a really long time. So Mustard & Johnson, you know, they've been at it a long time. And it's a, so they're a, trying to get younger and fresher on the FM dial on Saturday. But they mentioned last week that they'll be on ESPN at 850, but they're going to be on a second Radio.com channel. And I think when that goes up, that's where we go, hopefully. Nice. so um, So that would be nice in terms of the overtime show. So the idea is... You come to Wei on air on stream, however you want to get us Sunday at eight a.m. to nine, and then we're averaging like fifty to seventy texts an hour. I mean, they come flying in. Right, you know, we can only get to like twenty, you know, r- tops. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 do our best. Twenty would be great. Yeah, we do our best to get to them, and then we we have you. Hey, t- and you should do this anyway. They can ask us questions on Twitter, but I'm at, at W-E-I Hacksaw, Pizza at, at @Rotobon. Follow us, ask us the questions, and we hit them. But what the overtime show is going to allow us to do is really focus the show on all the fantasy football stuff we want to get to, the DFS plays, all that stuff. Take some of your questions. And the ones that we don't get to, we hit in the overtime show.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, like, people want to hear Patriots on the show, the live local show, which is great, and we do it every week. Um, But if we get that extra hour, we will literally be able to walk the slate, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt.
0: All right, I want to get to one question, and then we're going to get out of here. So someone did get me at at WEI Hacks on. He said, trade advice. Should I trade Zach Ertz and Russell Wilson? Josh Gordon, Trey Burden, and Austin Eckler in PPR. I'm saying no. I'm sorry. Give me that one more time. PPR. I mean, I, my first reaction was huge no, but I just right. want to make sure I heard it right. PPR, I'm saying no. Uh, trade Zach Ertz. I wouldn't give up on him yet. And Russell Wilson, who I think is the MVP of the league right now. I don't right think
1: now. Ertz has had under 50 yards in a game all year. Yeah,
0: he's he hasn't. I mean, it's not like he's killing people. Right. He hasn't, he been, hasn't been, been amazing. But. Yeah, he hasn't been what we want, but he hasn't been yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. Ertz and Russell
0: Wilson for Flash Gordon, Trey Burton, and Austin Eckler. I am a big no. Okay.
1: Ertz and Russell Wilson. Yep. Do we know if it's a single QB league? I'm sure it is. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Ertz and Russell Wilson for Eckler. Flash Gordon and Trey Burton. I don't like it. Trey Burton I don't think is worth anything right now. Yep. I don't think Flash is worth worth much much right now. Well, I, I want to know the condition of Flash. See, the problem is if Flash's knee gets healthy, he can start going crazy. Yeah. Um. And Eckler's role
0: is just going the wrong way, man. I mean, I like him in PPR, but he's going uh, the wrong way. You know way. what?
1: If that trade helps you, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think the value moves a whole lot on either side. Mm. Um, in a single QB league, in a two QB league, you take the Wilson side and run. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. In a right. single QB league, I think it's sort of close. Yeah. It, de- it depends on whether it helps your team or not. Mm. All right. So that's the t- the guy on Twitter. I'll look. About Eckler 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 has the potential to swing back and be huge. He does. You know, so, like, we have to have respect for Eckler's value. Ah, man. I guess that's sort of where I'm going. Yeah, I rode him for four or five weeks, whatever it was. Exactly, exactly. I did sort of a rant on the pop the other day. I might have gone a little too far. But, you know, Eckler owners, be happy, man. You crushed so far. Yeah. You know, it's not like you you didn't have to use an early pick to get this guy. So you got round one value from a fifth, sixth round pick for a while. And, you know, now you can use him as a strong flex. And uh, Gordon, its not like Gordon's been the most durable back ever. Yeah. He's he's missed plenty of time over his career. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're an Eckler team, you're probably going to get at least another one or two really big weeks yep. that are predictable, meaning he'll be the starter. Um, and I think in ma- the key thing with Eckler is you need to find the matchups where the game flow is going to be in his favor. When it is, he's going to be getting like eight, nine targets. Yeah, when they're behind and they need to throw you know, yeah. out of the back. He got 16 targets two weeks ago. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah, That's I insane. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in
0: one league where I'm playing Eckler and Gordon just because you know.
1: Oh man, hey, listen. Right. If you're in a full PPR league, Eckler's a solid two back. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, you're, it's, it's not like it's not like you suddenly have a dead asset. It's just that this guy was incredible. Yep. I mean, fantasy wise. All right. So come back and join us
0: at uh, the Fantasy Football Hour on Sunday at eight o'clock. Weei. Radio network. Let's uh, check out Pete's podcast at Rotabon.com. Follow us at WEI Hacksaw at Rotabon, and we'll help you out as much as we can whenever we can.
1: So long, uh, everybody. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, little, sorry. Also, check out Jim's article that he wrote about the Jets Pat game, which is coming up Monday night. Yeah. Uh, and I will have an article tomorrow on EEI um, with my week seven uh, DFS plays. Sounds good. All right. Sorry, buddy. Enjoy, everybody.